remember the good old days when you could buy a house with no money down? We are starting to see banks and credit unions offer no money down, 100% financing for regular people like you and me. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Lorraine Woolert. Hi, Lorraine. Hey, Joe. Welcome to the show, and Lorraine is joining us from Washington, D.C., where she is the senior correspondent at Redfin. Basically, she writes about the housing market and industry policy. Before joining Redfin, she was a reporter at Bloomberg News, most recently covering the U.S. economy and she's appeared on all the major cable networks from Bloomberg TV to CNBC. And you can say hi to her and read all about her blog and the insight that she has on Redfin's blog. So definitely go check that out and there will be a link in the show notes for that. And interesting and not real estate related, but House of Cards related in my mind, is she was part of the U.S. Press Corps during the 2008 presidential campaign and flew around the country with the candidates for 10 months. And I, when I read that, I immediately thought of House of Cards for better or for worse, season three. Uh, so with that being said, Lorraine, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Well, first of all, some of my best friends are on House of Cards. It's sort of like a cottage industry here in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, I'm I'm a, a spent a career in journalism and many of those years covering housing, housing policy, the housing collapse, uh, and I got started in the business in housing um, in college, kind of accidentally was hired to work for a real estate company doing research on land records, and that's how I got into the investing side and into the business. Um, you know, taught me the lingo, the jargon of real estate, which is I think half the half the battle in this business is just learning the, the language. Uh, and from there, I was able to, to you know buy my first home and, and leverage that up into some other properties. First off, you totally neglected to tell me your even more interesting fact of you having some best friends on House of Cards. So I'm very disappointed in that. <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm over the disappointment. I get over things really quickly. So let's talk about your the housing market and industry policy, stuff that you specialize in now. What is something that the best ever listeners should know about the housing market in 2015? Well, things are still a little dicey, first of all. Um, you know, we, we expect things to uh, sales to pick up. Um, property values are still rising, even though the growth in values has slowed. That's actually a good thing because it means that the price gains are more sustainable. Um, but a lot of people are worried now about interest rates and uh, appropriately. So um, I think by the end of the year, we'll see rates tick up, uh, you know, a, a point or more. And that's going to put a little damper on some of the energy we might be feeling going into the spring. So um, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but it's it's not bad. It's just complicated, and you need to kind of keep your eye on a lot of moving parts this year. What would you say influences the overall housing market the most? I think it really boils down to incomes. And that's one of the problems that we've been facing for a while is, you know, you need to be able to save up a certain amount to put up a down payment. You need to be able to afford the mortgage and the taxes and the repairs. And all of that boils down to how much money are you getting in your paycheck every week. And we all, I think we all know, if we haven't experienced firsthand, that our wages haven't really changed that much in the last few years. And at the same time, housing prices have gone up by double digits. So, um, you know, we're seeing a big divide. Um, some people are still able to buy foreign investors with big wads of cash and, and you know, wealthier people. But I think a lot of us sort of average Joes are having some trouble. If you're not already in the market, it's kind of tough right now to get in. So it's really, we're really looking for wages to start ticking up before we'll be really confident about the market. If we were having this conversation and it is five years from now. So what is that? 15, what year are we? 15 to 20. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 2020. It is, it's the future. Actually, it's a present because we're, we're actually having this conversation in 2020. <laughs> and I ask you to recap what has transpired over the last five years regarding the housing market and what's the most interesting industry policy that has been implemented. What would you tell me? Wow. I think the most interesting thing that's happened in the last five years is that uh, the financial services system has changed. Uh, we all saw what happened again after the collapse. Suddenly, it was really hard to get a loan. And it's still hard to get a loan. But in the last five years, I think you've seen uh, lenders start to take more risks and think outside the box a little bit and um, get more people financing and then into homes. So that's been a good thing for the market leading into 2020. Lorraine, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? You're allowing me to roll out the location, 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 <laughs> the old real estate saw. But this is really true. You've really got to know your market. And I don't mean I don't mean know your market like I live in Washington, D.C. I don't mean know D.C. I mean know each little neighborhood in D.C., You've really got to know block by block what's happening in your community or the community where you want to invest. And you need to know what's happening at the city level or the county government level. Where are they going to be building mass transit? Where are they going to be building a pipeline? Or, you know, where are they offering permits for new construction? All these things affect, of course, the value of the property. 
So it, you really need to bore in in a real micro way and know the neighborhoods where you're investing. What's a good way to identify that if you're not physically living there? That's a tough one. I don't know if that's possible. I mean, think about it. My parents had this problem. So they were ready to retire. They had a lot of equity in a home here in Northern Virginia, uh, the D.C. suburbs. And they bought a piece of land to retire on down in South Carolina. A developer sold them on the neighborhood. And uh, guess what? That thing went downhill. They, the development never really got going. They lost money on that piece of land. All the amenities that were promised were never built. You know, maybe we could have all predicted that, but if you're not in the area, it's really hard to keep up on things and to know what's happening. Um, my parents lost money on that piece of property, um, but then they made the mistake again, and they bought another home out of state. And they did a little better research this time, and they got to know the developer a little better, and that's all good. But they didn't learn about the area, and they didn't realize that there's a lot of undeveloped land surrounding their neighborhood. And so instead of their homes selling in the neighborhood, new homes are getting built around them. And that's going to, you know, that's increasing supply, and prices aren't going to go up as fast as they would have hoped. So I don't know. I think you really need to be there. I would really advise spending physical time on the ground or have a good agent, you know, an agent meaning, you know, a manager or real estate broker or somebody who can be your eyes and ears. As an industry expert, you, I imagine, get asked uh, a lot of the same questions. And then there might be a question that you wish people would ask you because you have a really good answer for. This is a two-part question. What is a question that you get asked a lot And then what is a question that you wish you were asked more often? I get asked a lot what's happening in the market. And the the fact is, what I don't know, because I don't know what market you're talking about, right? Every market's different. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, ask me what's happening in the, you know, the Heights neighborhood of Albuquerque, and maybe I can tell you. So I think people really need to focus, you know, kind of, Pay attention to the big picture, but really focus on the small picture. Those are the markets you have to worry about. I think there's a really exciting thing um, happening now in mortgages. This is something I never get asked about is mortgages. Uh, we're starting to see, remember my, my 20, our 2020 conversation? Oh, yes, yes. I vividly remember that. <laughs> okay. We're starting to see some innovation in the mortgage industry. It's just now getting off the ground. So, um we're starting to see, remember the good old days when you could buy a house with no money down? Those days are coming back. Um, not in a bad way, though. These uh, We are starting to see banks and, and credit unions offer zero, no money down, 100% financing for regular people like you and me. Um, and they're not doing it the way they used to, where anybody who, who can sign his name or has a heartbeat gets a loan. These are rational, thought-out decisions you know, about giving financing and credit to people who deserve credit and who can afford to make payments. So that's a new thing that's starting to trickle up that people may not know about. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay, I'm ready. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. 
Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've read. Best housing book I've read, The Big Short by Michael Lewis, the guy who did Moneyball. Great book, short, crazy eccentric people in it who made millions of dollars off the housing collapse and soon to be a major motion picture. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. And I imagine in that next major motion picture, you're going to have tons of friends that you know who are in that as well, right? (laughs) Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling. That's right. Yeah. All your BFFs. All my old buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Oh, okay. Not all bad things come to harm you, right? So I had to drop out of college after my freshman year because I ran out of money. So I was forced to be a college dropout (laughs) for basically six months. So uh, I got a job, many, a couple jobs, actually. And um, it was a, turned out to be a great thing. Because that happened to me. I ended up traveling with a hanging with a whole new group of people. I got involved in theater, and with some sort of more rebellious people than I knew in high school. And um, because of that, when I went back to college, I was in this bad crowd. And we started an underground newspaper on campus, and um, that got me hooked on journalism. So, just because bad things happen to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad for you, right? I've never looked back. It was a good, great thing. Best ever success habit you practice? You've got to meet people face-to-face. I love tweeting, and I love email, but it does not replace talking to somebody in person, getting your face out there, going to events, going to meetings, networking, Picking up the vibe, all those things are really important. Best ever story you've covered? I love this story. During the housing collapse, the FHA commissioner, uh, Obama's appointee, used to really worry about the effect that the housing collapse would have on his daughter, who was then in college. And he used to say that, you know, we might lose a whole generation of home buyers because they've been so scarred by the experience. So I kept in touch with his daughter and him. Um, up until last year and she's now got a great job a master's degree a fiance and they're living in a little apartment and she's afraid to buy her house and her dad is pulling his hair out because his job is to get people to buy houses and his daughter won't do it so the story's not over yet she might still buy something but she's skeptical best ever project you're most excited about right now well again Nobody ever asked me about mortgages, but I'm going to tell you about mortgages. Uh, we're getting ready for Earth Day here at Redfin, and uh, I'm looking into some alternative mortgages that help people um, do good by the environment. So you uh, people are building something called the location-efficient mortgage. So if you live near transit, mass transit, uh, and if you're in a walkable neighborhood, there are some loans that will give you Some people who give you a little more money to buy your house with the thinking being that it's cheaper for you to um, get to and from work and get around if you live in a uh, high transit walkable neighborhood. There's another mortgage out there that will help you green your house if you add solar or do other sort of energy efficient renovations on your property, you get a little more money for the house. Again, because down the road, that's going to save you an energy cost, so therefore you can pay a little more on your mortgage. 
best ever way you like to give back? Wow. <laughs> I like telling people what I've learned. I love helping people with, with just, I just love telling people what I've learned. It's part of my, it's part of like my DNA. I think that's why I've, I've loved being a journalist and a reporter. I learn all kinds of cool stuff and I get to tell everybody about it. And that helps. That's how, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer in freedom of information. It doesn't take too much of a connection to see why you got into the reporting. <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that. <laughs> What's the biggest mistake you've made in business? You know, when it comes to to like my rental properties, um, I've had some really bad luck with contractors. And the biggest mistake I made was listening to my friends. Uh, you know, we all kind of like, I need to get a tree. I need to get a tree cut down. Gosh, how do I find a person to do that? Well, I ask all my friends. And um, those aren't always the best referrals, right? Maybe your friend had a guy who cut down his tree, but, you know, how does he know that guy was good at what he did? Maybe that one time he was fine. Um, so start with your friend's referrals. But before you hire anyone to do a big, expensive, dangerous job or, you know, gut your house make sure you do a lot of homework don't just start with the referrals don't end with the referrals i've had some i've had some um, some serious wake-up calls yeah not doing my homework <laughs> expensive wake-up calls what's the best ever place to reach you lorraine you can reach me by email or on twitter my twitter handle is at wollert w-o-e-l-l-e-r-t and i'm at lorraine.wollert at redfin.com Lorraine, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and taking us through today and 2015, where, as you said, things are dicey, but we expect to pick up slow growth. But that's a good thing because it's more sustainable all the way to, you know, what influences the housing market the most. And that is income, wages, jobs, money that you have in your pocket so you can actually afford to pay for the property and then sitting down with you which was a wonderful conversation around uh, spaceships and wearing funny hats in 2020 where you talked about what's happened in the last five years from 2015 to 2020 and the financial services industry has changed we've seen it evolve you mentioned a couple times the mortgage industry evolving you're seeing some of that right now with um, you you gave the example of location efficient mortgages which is a new uh, term i hadn't heard of then you get more money if the neighborhood's walkable if you're close to mass transit and others if you green your house and then also you know talking about what's happening in the market the question that you get asked probably the most and it's like well what market and you mentioned how it's important to pay attention to the big picture but really you should focus locally and where you're investing and you talked about that a lot more in detail too when you talked about knowing every nook and cranny of your neighborhood block by block city and county level knowing where the permitting is happening and then lastly you know the importance of face-to-face meetings tweeting is good podcasts are good but none of them are substitutes for face-to-face meetings where you really pick up the vibe from the other person and you really develop a friendship and a good relationship. And it is possible to create friendships without meeting in person. But as we all know, just intuitively, when you meet somebody in person, there's there's that connection that can't be substituted. So thank you so much. And I very much look forward to meeting you in person someday, Lorraine. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Uh, 2020, we have a date. 
as I've done, and hopefully okay. maybe beforehand too. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.